Hello there, I'm Brandon Juliet, the host of the Update Podcast. And if you're listening to this, you should be familiar with what I'm about to say by now, but if you're new, allow me to explain. Uh, by if you're hearing this, you should be a bit familiar with the Update's annual routine. Every once in a while, we go on a little bit of a hiatus during the summer, and I personally start growing facial hair. But, of course, I'm, hope- I'm not going to have this for very long, you know, because my wife... <laughs> and I'm looking forward to starting new episodes of The Update very soon. In the meantime, however, I, we have some very special gifts for all of you. We've been doing this show long enough to, you know, get to know each other pretty well. But not a lot of people have probably heard our first episodes from way back in 2017. Well, we're gonna be, we've been rectifying that by going into our archives and playing every single episode of the update from year number one. And if you missed them, don't worry, we're gonna be recycling them again very soon. Year number four of the update was a year that really does not need any explanation. But if, in case you've had your head under a rock and were unaware of what's been going on, Year number four was a year that was dominated by COVID and the pandemic. Literally, we went from being in the WKRB studios to being on the road within the snap of your fingers and watching everything shut down around us. It was very scary at the start, but we persevered and we continued to find a way to move forward. You see, journalists, they don't fade away. They just keep coming back for more. So, enjoy enjoy year number four of the update. Excuse me. And uh, we'll be back with new episodes very soon. So, in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news will be good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. Please be well. And I'll see you with new episodes of the update soon enough down the road. You're listening to The Update with Brandon and Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Good morning. On The Update this Wednesday, the trio of developing stories leads off. First, with the continuing coronavirus spread, now seems to have been spread to communities. The wife, 20-year-old son, 14-year-old daughter, and neighbor of a Westchester man who tested positive for the coronavirus have also all tested positive, bringing the total positive cases in New York State up to six. There's been another water main break on the streets of the city of New York, this time in Williamsburg. L-train surface is now resuming after a break at the intersection of Driggs Avenue and North 7th Street. In Decision 2020, former Mayor Mike Bloomberg has now finally seen the writing on the wall. He suspended his campaign for president in a statement noting the disappointing Super Tuesday results combined with the goal of of defeating President Trump that led to his decision. He also endorsed former Vice President Joe Biden. We'll have details on all those stories. Elsewhere this morning, was it a foreign quid pro quo? 
U.S. prosecutors say that Honduras's president met with a drug trafficker around 2013 and took $25,000 in exchange for protecting the trafficker from law enforcement. A human resources administrator for a Mount Vernon school district has now resigned after the hiring of a teacher who had been fired by another school for holding a mock slave auction in class. When it comes to the coronavirus, the NCAA isn't ruling out any contingencies, and also with the NCAA tournament, not even dismissing the possibility of games being played with no fans in the arenas. There are tales of death and survival in Tennessee. The grim search is continuing for survivors after 24 people were killed and 21 others still remain missing. And daredevil Nick Walenda now has his sights set on a new daring high-wire stunt, this time across an active volcano. This is the update, Wednesday, March the 4th, 2020. From WKRB's World Headquarters in New York, this is the update with Brandon Julian. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the update on a Wednesday morning, first hump day in the month of March. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot of news to get to this morning, including a trio of developing stories. And we are going to begin with the continued coronavirus fears. We're now learning that the wife, 20-year-old son, and 14-year-old daughter, along with a neighbor, of a Westchester man who tested positive for the coronavirus, they've also all tested positive. That makes six positive cases here in New York State. Governor Cuomo announced the additional cases at a press conference today. The governor also said that the neighbor is the person who did drive the infected man to the hospital, therefore he was in an enclosed space with the man. In addition, New York Law School is closed today for a cleaning after a student came in contact with the Westchester coronavirus patient, who is a lawyer in Manhattan. The Westchester County cases are suspected to be from community spread. The New Rochelle man in his 50s with an underlying respiratory illness is hospitalized in severe condition in New York Presbyterian Columbia University Medical Center up in Washington Heights in Manhattan. Governor has also said that the state public health laboratory is teaming up with hospitals with the goal of ensuring that the state can handle up to 1,000 coronavirus tests a day. He also said that New York will be instituting a new cleaning protocol at schools and in the public transportation system. If you have any questions about the coronavirus, you can call the state hotline at 1-888-364-3065, where experts from the Department of Health can answer your questions. Moving to the streets of Williamsburg now, there has been another water main break on the streets of the city of New York, this time, as we said, in Williamsburg. L-Train service has resumed between Brooklyn and Manhattan after a water main break this morning. 
Water flooded the intersection of Driggs Avenue and North 7th Street around 4.30 this morning. The water condition caused flooding on local streets and caused flooding at the Bedford Avenue L train station. Uh, Crews were able to cap the main and the water soon receded. The cause of the water main break is not yet known, but the work to repair it is now underway. WKRB News Time is now 11.34. Last night was Super Tuesday, and Mike Bloomberg had spent hundreds of millions of his own dollars plugging ads ads on TV, on radio, and all sorts of advertisements to try to get delegates to stop Bernie Sanders. He only won American Samoa. Well, after last night, apparently he saw the writing on the wall because today Mr. Bloomberg suspended his presidential campaign and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, of course, uh, is suspend, was reassessing her candidacy. Uh, Bloomberg just quit the race 101 days after he got in, despite pouring more than half a billion dollars of his own personal fortune. Uh, Bloomberg had said that, uh, noting the disappointing Super Tuesday results combined with the goal of defeating President Trump in the November elections, uh, led to his decision. In it, uh, in that same statement, he also said that he will endorse former Vice President Joan, Joe Biden as the liberal option. Those are our top developing stories, and we will give you a recap of all of these de- all of these de- developing stories. I'm going to recap our top stories a little after 12 noon. WKRB News Time is now 11.35. There is other news to talk about today, our top other local story, is that U.S. prosecutors are wondering if this was a foreign Quid pro quo, and it doesn't involve President Trump. U.S. prosecutors say that Honduras's president met with a drug trafficker around 2013 and took $25,000 in exchange for protecting the trafficker from law enforcement. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York referred to President Juan Orlando Hernandez only as, quote, a high-ranking Honduran official and CC4. But in court filings, it's made it clear that it is the current president. Court documents say that Juan Orlando Hernandez and Giovanni Daniel Fuentes agreed to, quote, facilitate the use of Honduran Armed Forces personnel as security for Fuentes' drug trafficking activities. On to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And we're telling you yesterday that a prosecutor said that an ex-convict that was charged with sex trafficking after posing as a father figure to college women was in bed with a victim when he was arrested. The prosecutor revealed the detail of Lawrence Ray's arrest back on Monday as she argued that bail be denied in Manhattan federal court. And it was. She also said that Ray pocketed nearly $2 million from the proceeds of a victim prostitute. 
Ray's lawyer, however, argued for release and said that he can't wait to tell his side of the story. Uh, Prosecutors say that Ray used physical, sexual, and psychological abuse to extort money from five students at Sarah Lawrence College outside of New York City. WKRB News Time is now 11.37. Also in Manhattan Federal Court, there was a jury there that heard some closing arguments in the espionage trial of a former CIA software engineer that's been charged in one of the largest leak of a classified information in the agency's history. Prosecutors said back on Monday that Joshua Schulte would, quote, do anything to betray the agency. His attorney had argued that he had been scapegoated for an embarrassing leak. The leak exposed secret cyber weapons and tools that the agency used in overseas espionage operations. Prosecutors say that Schulte wanted to punish the agency and also attempted to leak classified information from jail. His attorney says that authorities overlooked some other suspects Jurors began deliberating on the case yesterday. Meanwhile, this morning, the arbitrator Mark Irvings has now accepted Chicago Cubs president of operations Theo Epstein's Epstein's rationale for delaying Chris Bryant's debut at the start of the 2015 season. Irvings concluded that there was no proof of a, quote, nefarious motive by Epstein to delay the third baseman's eligibility for free agency. In a 42-page decision that was obtained by the Associated Press, Irving's accepted Epstein's explanations that injuries to Mike Oltz and Tommy LaStella prompted the timing of Bryant's call-up to the Cubs in April of 2015. Had Bryant been brought up one day earlier, he would have been eligible for free agency after this season. WKRB news time is now 1139. Up to Mount Vernon we go this morning where many people are asking how and why. A human resources administrator for one of the Mount Vernon school districts is now resigned after the hiring of a teacher who had been fired by another school for holding a mock slave auction in class. The Journal News reported yesterday that Denise Gange Krupiski, or Kerpiwiski, I think I got that right, submitted a letter of resignation back on February 18th for personal reasons. Rebecca Antizzotti, Antizzini held had held a mock slave auction in a fifth grade class at the private chapel school in Bronxville. Superintendent Kenneth Hamilton says that he can't comment on whether the resignation was tied to the September hiring of Antozini. Gange Krupiski will continue to receive pay and benefits through the remainder of the school year and has been placed on administrative reassignment. To the state capitol in Albany we go this morning. New York senators have now moved to strengthen the state's seatbelt laws and also approved a bill that requires backseat adult passengers to buckle up. 
The legislation that was passed by the state Senate and the Assembly now moves on to Governor Cuomo. Current law requires front seat adult passengers to be buckled, but the legislation would force adult seat adult backseat passengers to use a seatbelt too. A move that supporters say will save lives and cut down on the risk posed to buckled in front seat drivers. Uh, riders, I should say. The back seat Backseat belt measure, of course, has long been stalled at the state capitol. WKRB News Time is now 1142. Before we learned about these other cases, bringing the new total up to six on the coronavirus here in New York State, we had learned that a man from the suburbs had uh, been hospitalized in serious condition with the COVID-19 virus after becoming the second person to test positive in the state. The diagnosis prompted schools to close and quarantines among congregants of a now-shuttered synagogue. It also raised the possibility that the virus is also spreading locally. Governor Cuomo said yesterday that the 50-year-old lawyer from New Rochelle had no known travel history to countries where the outbreak of the new coronavirus has been sustained. Cuomo also said that two families in Buffalo that traveled to Italy are under quarantine in their homes as they're also being tested. Finally, this morning, up in New Haven in Connecticut, a federal appeals court there has now upheld a nearly $22 million verdict against a Connecticut rabbi that's accused of repeatedly sexually abusing a teenage boy in the early 2000s. Three judges on the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals here in the city rejected the appeal of Rabbi Daniel Greer yesterday. The 79-year-old New Haven rabbi is now serving a 12-year prison sentence on state criminal charges related to the abuse. The nearly $22 million verdict was awarded to a New Jersey man in a civil lawsuit accusing Greer of sexually abusing him when he attended the Yeshiva New Haven School in 2002 and 2003. WKRB News time now, 1143. We still have a lot more to cover on the update this Wednesday morning. It might look beautiful out there, but there's a bit of a wind that's making it... Um, Less warm. That's a kind way to say it. And we have some minor delays in planned work on the subways. Your traffic and weather together is coming up next. And then we're going to talk some sports this morning, uh, including how the NCAA isn't ruling out any contingencies when it comes to the coronavirus. Not even dismissing the possibility of games being played with no fans in the arenas. We're going to tell you about we're going to tell you about all that in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday morning, the first hump day in the month of March, uh, here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never saw moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. As an 18 year old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. 
My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. WKRB News Time now, 1146. Uh, let's get you started with a check of the local subways this morning. Uh, your northbound N, R, and W trains are delayed while they remove a dirty car from service at 49th Street. Uh, for service to 49th Street in the meantime, take a Q train to 57th Street, 7th Avenue, and transfer to a southbound N, R, or W train. We have midday planned work on your 2, 4, 5, J, and M trains, along with the Staten Island Railway until 3 or 3.30 this afternoon. For more in-depth information, you can check your local posters and stations under weekday work. You can visit mta.info or you can download the My MTA app. We have flooding protection work also on the N train through the spring. The last stop is 86th Street. For service to and from Coney Island, you can use a D, F, or Q train. A free transfer is also available between the Avenue XF train station and the 86th Street N train station. It's about a five-minute walk. Or you can transfer to the B1 or B4 buses when using your Metro card. For wheelchair-accessible passengers, transfer to the D train at 34th Street, Herald Square, Atlantic Avenue, Barclays Center, 36th Street, or New Utrecht Avenue, 62nd Street. Also, accessibility work continues until 2022 on your Grand Central Shuttle. Track 1 is out of service. Tracks 3 and 4 are available. For faster service on 42nd Street, you can use the 7 train, or you can transfer to the M42 bus on the street level. Other than that, all the other subways, they are running on a close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules, they are in effect today, and garbage recycling is on schedule. Let's take a first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. You've been outside so far this morning. You know that it's nice and sunny with lots of sunshine, very few clouds, but there is this biting wind uh, that's going to make our temperatures feel like real feels in the 30s to low 40s today. And uh, we have that chance of rain coming back for Friday but uh, the mild weather returns. Uh, temperatures will be back in the 60s for the start of next week. For today, we're going to have sunny skies, highs around 56. Uh, a breezy west wind around 20, gusting as high as 35 miles per hour. And then tonight, we'll have a chance of showers, mainly in the evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, gradually, excuse me, gradually becoming clear. Lows around 40 degrees. Currently outside right now, it is 50 degrees and sunny. Our humidity is at 31%. Our winds are west at 10 miles per hour. 50 degrees, we're going up to 56 this afternoon with those sunny skies, but be mindful of that wind. 
It'll make the real feels be in the 30s and low 40s all day. WKRB News Time is now 11.49. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So in case you missed it uh, at the Knicks game the other day, Spike Lee is now bailed on his Knicks courtside seat for the remainder of the season. Maybe he can commiserate with former Knicks enforcer Charles Oakley. Anywhere, of course, but inside Madison Square Garden. You may remember, of course, Oakley was ejected from a game and arrested at the Garden three years ago. He says that the disruptions at the arena must be stopped. Oakley went on to say, quote, people are not going to come here because it's the same thing over and over and over. His lawsuit, by the way, against executive chairman James Dolan at Madison Square Garden that stemmed from his altercation was dismissed last month. Oakley does say that he will appeal. Meanwhile, overseas in Tokyo at the site of the 2020 Olympics, where we're going to put them in quotes, because we told you about yesterday that the Japanese Olympic minister suggested in parliament that the Tokyo Games could potentially be pushed back a few months from its July 24th opening. Of course, the Games are under threat from the coronavirus outbreak that started in China and is spread to at least 70 countries. But the so-called home city contract, in quotes, uh, signed by the International Olympic Committee and Japanese officials, gives the IOC wide latitude in just terminating the Olympics outright. The IOC can call off the Games because of a state of war or civil disorder or boycotts. It can also terminate if it has, quote, reasonable grounds to believe that the safety of participants in the games would be seriously threatened or jeopardized for any reason whatsoever. So we're just going to have to see where this all goes. Finally this morning, sticking with the coronavirus for a moment, the NCAA isn't ruling out any contingencies of its own when it comes to the NCAA tournament. In an interview with Bloomberg News, Chief Operating Officer Donald Remy didn't dismiss the possibility of games being played with no fans in arenas. The games presumably would still be televised. Be awkward watching, though. Uh, The NCAA, of course, has established a coronavirus advisory panel of medical, public health, and epidemiology. I assume I got that right. Experts and NCAA schools. In terms of today's action, Knicks and Nets are both at home and starting at the same time. Nets are at Barclays Center, taking on the Grizzlies at 7.30. Knicks are starting at the same time over at the Garden against the Jazz. WKRB News Time, now 11.52. And we come back on the update this morning. It'll be time to talk about our weirder but true stories. We'll tell you how on a, an accident mark on the state seal of the capital city uh, in a state is in the wrong spot. And also how the police chief in a town had to take off all his clothes, give up everything, and walk into a snowstorm. And of course, we'll also talk about what happened on this day in history that's coming up in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian. On a Wednesday morning, it's the first hump day in the month of March uh, here on 90.3 WKRB.
Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just wanted to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up. And um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Paging common sense. Paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the aforementioned update with Brandon Julian. Wednesday morning, uh, here on 90.3 WKRB, also streaming online on WKRB.org. You know, as as a person that's been doing this show for over three years, personally, I like the days when there's a you know when there's a lot of a lot of breaking news. Of course, there's the other news of the day to get to, but I like it. You know, it really feels this rush to, you know, make sure I get all this information out to you, but make sure to do it in a very, you know, efficient and productive manner, just like we're doing now. We're going to give you details, of course, of all the developing stories we have in our exclusive WKRB forecast uh, in the next half hour when we cross over into uh, noontime. Our WKRB news time right now is 1155 uh, we'll talk about what happened on this day in history also in the next half hour. But it is time to talk about our weirder but true stories. Uh, we're going to begin out in Santa Fe in New Mexico. Because an accent mark of the official seal of the capital city of the nation's most Hispanic state is in the wrong spot. The Santa Fe New Mexican reports that the misplaced accent mark at the top of the city of Santa Fe, New Mexico's website, was recently spotted spotted by a reporter who uses an accent in his name. On the website, the seal uses the official's name of the city, La Vila Rio de la Santa Fe de San Francisco de Asís. I didn't know I didn't know I could speak good Spanish, who knew? Or Santa Fe for short. But the seal on the city's website puts the accent mark over the first S in Assis instead of over the I. Eh, simple grammar problem. Simple grammar problems. <laughs> the more you know. Uh finally this morning, let's go over to Croydon in New Hampshire. Because the police chief in a town there took it literally when he was stripped of his duties at a local board meeting, disrobing to his underwear and walking out into a snowstorm. Richard Lee has been chief in the small town of Croydon for 20 years. 
of the three-member select board voted to eliminate the one-man department and move to 100% coverage by state police. Lee was told to turn in the key to his cruiser, his guns, and his uniform immediately. He went into an office and took off his clothes before the board chairman. Phone messages seeking comment were left with the select board. I assume some of those questions would be, why'd you make him disrobe all the way to his underwear? Couldn't you leave like a pair of pajamas or something for him? Or at least get him a, at least get the man a robe. He'd look a little more dignified in a robe. Our WKRV News Time is now 1158. We still have a lot more to cover on the update in our next half hour. We're going to give you a recap of our developing stories. The wife, 20-year-old son, 14-year-old daughter, and neighbor of a Westchester man who tested positive for the coronavirus have also all tested positive, bringing the total number of positive cases in the state to six. There's been another water main break on the streets of the city of New York, this time in Williamsburg. L train service is resuming after another break at the intersection of Driggs Avenue and North 7th Street. In Decision 2020, Mike Bloomberg, after the disappointing results of Super Tuesday, finally saw the writing on the wall. He suspended his campaign for president and now going to endorse former Vice President Joe Biden. We'll give you details on all of those stories. We'll also give you another check of your traffic and weather together. We're going to go to Wall Street. We'll talk some business news that's happening there. Later on, we will talk national news and the tales of death and survival. The grim search is continuing for the survivors of the deadly tornadoes in Tennessee. 24 people are dead and another 21 others remain missing. We'll talk about what happened on this day in history as well. And at the end of the broadcast this afternoon, daredevil Nick Walenda now has his sights set on a new daring high wire stunt because walking above Times Square wasn't dangerous enough. This time above an active volcano, across I should say, an active volcano. It's all coming up in this next half hour when we return in just two minutes. We pause 10 seconds right now, however, for our station to identify itself. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon, the first hump day in the month of March here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never saw moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Here's what's new on WKRB. Meg the Stallion, B.I. Ruby Rose featuring Yella Breeze and NLE Choppa. Hit your dance. Tiger, A. Macarena. Brooklyn, New York. 
Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. So you're giving up. Just like that. Giving up on what? On getting an inheritance from a distant relative. Don't you think if there were a billionaire in the family, we'd know about it by now? Listen to me. We are one phone call away from riding horses on our own private polo grounds. One call from christening yachts, having a butler, using summer as a verb. How do you figure? Look, everyone's got a rich uncle somewhere. It's statistics. So the best thing you can do is just prepare for the inevitable. Right. Which is why I thought maybe it would be smart to take control of my finances. You know, start using a budget, get out of debt, set some retirement goals. Budgets? Debt? You watch your mouth. Retirement shouldn't be a goal for us. It should be a way of life. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. You're listening to Brooklyn's best rhythmic station, 90.3 WKRB with Brandon Julian. Now, the update continues on 90.3 WKRB. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the update on a Wednesday afternoon. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for staying with us. Let's get you a recap of our three developing stories this afternoon. We will start with the ongoing coronavirus fears. We've learned that the wife, 20-year-old son, 14-year-old daughter, and neighbor of a Westchester man who tested positive for the coronavirus have also all tested positive, making it six positive cases here in the state. Governor Cuomo announced the additional cases at a press conference today. The governor also said that the neighbor is the person that drove the infected man to the hospital, and therefore he was in an enclosed space with the man. New York Law School is closed today for a cleaning after a student came in contact with the Westchester coronavirus patient, who is a lawyer in Manhattan. The Westchester County cases are suspected to be from community spread. The New Rochelle man in his 50s with an underlying respiratory illness is hospitalized in severe condition at New York Presbyterian Columbia University Medical Center in Washington Heights. If you have any questions about the coronavirus, you can call the state hotline at 1-888-364-3065, where experts from the Department of Health can answer your questions. There's been another water main break on the streets of the city of New York, this time in Williamsburg. L-train service is now resumed after the break, flooding the intersection of Driggs Avenue and North 7th Street around 4.30 this morning. The water condition caused flooding on local streets and caused flooding also at the Bedford Avenue station. Crews were able to cap the main and the water then receded. The cause of the water main break is not yet known, but the work to repair it is now underway. And in Decision 2020, Mike Bloomberg, he finally saw the writing on the wall after disappointing Super Tuesday results. He suspended his campaign for president, noting in a statement the disappointing Super Tuesday results and combining the goal of defeating President Trump led to his decision. He is also the third presidential contender in the last three days to endorse Joe Biden. 
what was a sprawling race not too long ago is about to be is now a three-person race, and maybe it'll drop to two before too long. Those are our top stories on the update this Wednesday. Let's get you around the city as we're in the early stage of the lunch rush. WKRB News Time is now 12.05. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started again with another check of the local subways. Your northbound N, R, and W trains are proceeding with delays after they removed a dirty car from service over at 49th Street. Uh, For continued service in the meantime, while trains get back on track, use a northbound Q train to 57th Street and transfer to a southbound N, R, or W train. We have midday planned work on your 2, 4, 5, J, and M trains and the Staten Island Railway until 3 or 3.30 this afternoon. For more in-depth information, you can check your local posters and stations under weekday work. You can visit mta.info or you can download the MyMTA app. Flooding protection on your N train through the spring, last stop 86th Street. For service to and from Coney Island, you can use a D, F, or Q train. A free transfer is also available between the Avenue XF train station and the 86th Street N train station. It's about a five-minute walk, or you can transfer to the B1 or B4 buses when using your Metro card. For wheelchair-accessible passengers, transfer to the D train at 34th Street, Herald Square, Atlantic Avenue, Barclays Center, or New Utrecht Avenue, 62nd Street. Also, accessibility work continues until 2022 on your Grand Central Shuttle. Track 1 is out of service. Tracks 3 and 4 are available. For faster service on 42nd Street, you can use the 7 train, or you can transfer to the M42 bus on the street level. Other than that, all the other subways they are running on are close to schedule. Alternate side parking in meter rules they are in effect today, and your garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let us take another look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. Well, today might have that chill in the air because of uh, the wind. Uh, it's not a bad week. Uh, we're going to be above average, uh, in case you don't know. Our normal high for the beginning of March is like 45 degrees, and by the end of March, the normal high is 55. We're above average all week long, but Friday night, maybe going into Saturday morning, we might have our first taste of, we haven't said this word in a while, is a poss- possibility of some yet of some snow. Yes, I said the words S-N-O-W. But it's not going to stick because our temperatures are just too warm for anything to uh, for anything to accumulate like that. For the rest of today, however, we'll have sunny skies, highs around 56, breezy with a west wind at 20, gusting as high as 35 miles per hour. Tonight, we'll have a chance of showers, mainly in the evening, going toward after midnight, otherwise mostly cloudy, turning mostly clear, lows around 40. Tomorrow for your Thursday, we'll have sunny skies, highs around 51. Thursday night, we'll have mostly cloudy skies, lows around 39. And then on Friday, we'll have a chance of showers going in the afternoon, otherwise mostly cloudy, highs around 47. Currently on South right now, it's 50 degrees and sunny. Our humidity is at 31%. Our winds are west at 10 miles per hour. 50 degrees, we're going up to 56 this afternoon with those sunny skies. But be mindful of the wind. The real fuel will be in the 30s and low 40s all day long.
WKRB News Time Now, 12.09. Let's talk some business news on this Wednesday. Stocks were rising on Wall Street, led by healthcare stocks, after Joe Biden, of course, scored a number of Super Tuesday wins. We're going to talk about that in our business, in our U.S. update coming up shortly. Investors are seeing Biden as a more business-friendly alternative to Bernie Sanders. A measure of fear in the stocks of ease, but but Treasury yields remain near record lows, and a sign that traders remain concerned about the economic fallout from the coronavirus. The yields in the 10-year Treasury note, a benchmark for home mortgage rates, fell to 0.96%. Taking a look at the markets right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 526 points to 26,444. The S&P 500 was up 51 points, and the NASDAQ was up 133 points. And overseas in Berlin, the coronavirus fears continue. It's disrupting religious practices in the Mideast, with Saudi Arabia banning pilgrimages to Mecca and Iran canceling Friday prayers. South Korea is struggling to provide hospital beds for all people that are infected with the virus. Experts say that North Korea may be hiding cases. Companies are cutting back on business travel and more sports events are being canceled. France is even apologizing for linking Italian pizza to the virus. And the world-famous Levure in Paris is now reopened after management responded to staff concerns about catching COVID-19 and instituted new prevention practices. WKRB News Time now, 1211. When we come back on the update this afternoon, it'll be time to talk national news, including the tales of death in survival in Tennessee. The grim search is continuing. 24 people are dead and 21 others remain missing. But we will lead off with billionaire Mike Bloomberg ending his bid for the presidency in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon, the first hump day in the month of March here on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I... I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. 
Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB update. Welcome back to the update, Brian and Julian here on 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online on WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 1213. It is time to talk some national news on this Wednesday. And we are going to begin here in New York. It's been one of our developing stories throughout the course of the broadcast. In Decision 2020, billionaire Mike Bloomberg has ended his bid for the presidential nomination, and he's endorsed Joe Biden. Of course, for many, it was a stunning collapse for the former mayor who had pinned his 2020 hopes on the Super Tuesday states and drained more than half a billion dollars from his own fortune into his ultimately unsuccessful campaign. Bloomberg announced his departure today after a disappointing finish on Super Tuesday in the slate of states that account for almost one-third of the total delegates available in the Democratic nominating contest. He only won American Samoa. Some of his former Democratic rivals had coalesced around Biden as the moderate alternative to Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. In other news, this uh, this afternoon, going to Washington for Super Tuesday, a resurgent Joe Biden scored sweeping victories from Texas to Massachusetts, revitalizing a presidential bid that you may remember was just teetering, teetering on the edge of disaster just days earlier. But his rival, Bernie Sanders, sees the biggest prize with a win in California that ensured that he would drive the Democrats' nomination fight for the foreseeable future. Suddenly, a Democratic Party presidential field that featured more than two dozen candidates is now transformed into a two-man contest. Biden and Sanders are battling for delegates as 14 states and one territory held a series of high-stakes elections that marked the most significant day of voting in the party's 2020 presidential nomination fight. WKRB News Time is now 12.15. Also in Washington, U.S. businesses added 183,000 jobs last month, a solid gain that shows that the economy was largely healthy, despite the coronavirus outbreak spreading further around the world. Payroll processor ADP said today that February's hiring was down from 209,000 in the previous month. Manufacturing and mining firms shed jobs while hiring in healthcare, and a category mostly made up of hotels and restaurants was strong. Mark Zandi, the chief economist at Moody's Analytics, which helps prepare the report, said that the figures were compiled with the week of February 12th, before the viral outbreak was widespread outside of China. Continuing with the coronavirus theme, a steep drop in business trips is dealing a gut punch to a travel industry that's already reeling from the coronavirus outbreak. Amazon is told it's nearly 800,000 workers to postpone any non-essential travel. Swiss food giant Nestle is told it's 291,000 employees to limit domestic business travel 
and halt international travel until March 15th. Industry events like the Geneva Motor Show have been canceled, and companies, including Twitter, have told employees to work at home. The changes will be costly for airlines and hotels. One analyst says airlines depend on business travel for 55% of their revenue. The Global Business Travel Association estimates that the virus is costing the business travel industry $47 billion a month. We'll be back with more national news in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 1217. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be, warm on a I want to day. be a football stadium. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go fish that! Oh, come on! (laughs) This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. WKRB News Time is now 1218. Down in Baxter in Tennessee, it's been a tales of death and survival. The grim search is continuing today for survivors of deadly tornadoes in Tennessee, where 24 people have been killed and 21 others remain missing. Governor Bill Lee declared an emergency and sent the National Guard to help with the search and rescue efforts. The twisters struck after midnight on Tuesday tearing apart more than 140 buildings and burying some people in the rubble as they slept. People across Nashville were wakened by outdoor sirens alerting them to the tornado danger, but these warning systems don't exist in some rural areas. Some survivors are crediting the alerts that blared from their cell phones for saving their lives. In other news this afternoon in Washington, the Supreme Court is now taking up the first major abortion case of the Trump era, an election year look at a Louisiana dispute that could reveal how willing the more conservative court is to roll back abortion rights. And the outcome could have some huge consequences at a time when several states have passed severe restrictions, including a ban on abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected as early as six weeks. Today, the justices are examining a Louisiana law requiring doctors who perform abortions to have admitting privileges at a nearby hospital. A federal judge just found one of Louisiana's three abortion clinics would remain open if the law took effect. WKRB News Time is now 1220. Finally this afternoon, out west in Los Angeles, after a Hollywood film about him, 
an HBO documentary full of seemingly damning statements and decades of suspicion, millionaire real estate heir Robert Durst is now on trial for murder. In opening statements today, prosecutors will argue that Durst killed his close friend Susan Berman before the NYPD could interview her about the 1982 disappearance of Durst's wife. They'll also argue that Durst killed a neighbor in Texas for similar reasons soon after, despite his subsequent acquittal. Lawyers for Durst, who denies killing Berman, will stress the almost total absence of physical evidence as they seek to as they seek to see him freed again. We will talk about what happened on this day in history when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Driving means freedom, exploration, fun, pride, flexibility, friendship, independence. Distracted driving means danger, recklessness, irresponsible, chaos, police, devastation, injury, death. Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. From New York City, doing business in the same location since 1904, this is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian. Wednesday afternoon here at 90.3 WKRB. Also streaming online on WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 12.23. It's a little late, but let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this March the 4th. The highlight of his day came in 1865 when President Abraham Lincoln was inaugurated for a second term of office. With the end of the Civil War in sight, Lincoln declared, quote, with malice toward none, with charity for all. In 1789, the Constitution of the United States went into effect as the first federal Congress met here in New York. Uh, the lawmakers then adjourned for a lack of quorum. In 1791, Vermont became the 14th state. In 1793, George Washington was sworn in for a second term as President of the United States during a ceremony in Philadelphia. In 1925, President Calvin Coolidge's inauguration was broadcast live on 21 radio stations from coast to coast. In 1933, Franklin D. Roosevelt took office as America's 32nd president. In 1964, Teamsters presidents James Hoffa and three co-defendants were found guilty by a federal court in Chattanooga, Tennessee, of jury tampering. In 1966, John Lennon of the Beatles was quoted in the London Evening Standard as saying, quote, We're more popular than Jesus now. 
after his comments caused an angry backlash in the United States, Lenin sought to clarify his remarks, telling reporters, quote, If I had said television was more popular than Jesus, I might have gotten away with it. In 1974, the first issue of People magazine, then called People Weekly, was published by the Time Life Incorporation. Uh, On the cover was actress Mia Farrow. In 1977, some 1,500 people were killed in an earthquake that shook southern and eastern Europe. In 1987, President Ronald Reagan addressed the nation on the Iran-Contra affair, acknowledging that his overtures toward Iran had deteriorated into an arms-for-hostages deal. In 1994, here in New York, four extremists were convicted of the 1993 World Trade Center bombing that killed six people and injured more than a 1,000. Also, actor and comedian John Candy died in Durango, Mexico at the age of 43. And in 1998, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that sexual harassment at work can be illegal even when the offender and victim are of the same gender. WKRB News Time is now 1226. Did you miss a live edition of the update? Be sure to check out the update podcast. Get local national news, sports, an honorable mention, and more in 15 minutes or less. Search for The Update with Brandon Julian on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, check out the extra update after each show on Facebook Live and IGTV for a headline check and another look at the exclusive WKRB forecast. Welcome back to The Update, Brandon Julian, everyone. 90.3 WKRB, streaming online, WKRB.org. Our WKRB News time is now 1226. Just enough time left this afternoon for your honorable mention. Nick Walenda now has his sights set on a new daring high wire stunt, this time across an active volcano. The special is going to be airing tonight, live at 8 o'clock only on ABC. Walenda will attempt a 1,800-foot walk over the Masaya volcano in Masaya, Nicaragua. According to the network, the stunt will mark Walenda's is, quote, longest and highest high-wire walk ever attempted. In a statement, a representative said that the government of Nicaragua was, quote, thrilled to be able to showcase Nicaragua through an ambitious walk by Nick Walenda. The Bachelor host, Chris Harrison, is signed on as the official MC of the special, and ESPN anchor Sage Steele will also host. You may remember Walenda and his sister walked 25 stories above Times Square last year, which I can say without a doubt was one of the most harrowing things I've ever seen in the history of live television. Well, actually, I take that back. It was the second most harrowing thing I've ever seen in the history of live uh, in the history of live television. Again, catch it live tonight at 8 o'clock only on ABC. WKRB News Time, now 1228. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Final check of your rail conditions. You're right out to the subways right now. Expect longer wait times on your southbound one trains after they moved a train that had its brakes activated at Marble Hill, 225th Street. 
We have midday plan work on your two, four, five, J, and M trains, along with the Staten Island Railway until 3 or 3.30 this afternoon. For more in-depth information, you can check your local posters and stations under weekday work. You can visit mta.info or you can download the My MTA app. Flooding protection work on the N train also through the spring. Last stop, 86th Street. Use a D, F, or Q train for service to Coney Island. And accessibility work continues until 2022 on your Grand Central Shuttle. Track 1 is out of service. Tracks 3 and 4 are available. For faster service on 42nd Street, you can use the 7 train or you can transfer to the M42 bus on the street level. Other than that, all the other subways they are running on are close to schedule. Alternate site parking and meter rules, they are in effect today, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Final look at our forecast this afternoon. We're going to have sunny skies. Highs will be around 56. West wind around 20, gusting as high as 35 miles per hour. Makes the real feel between the 30s and 40s all day. Tonight, we'll have a chance of showers, mainly in the evening. Mostly cloudy, gradually turning mostly clear. Lows around 40 degrees. Tomorrow for your Thursday, we'll have sunny skies, highs around 51. And then on Friday, we'll have a chance of showers in the afternoon. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, highs around 47. Currently outside right now, it's 50 degrees and mostly sunny. Our humidity is at 31%. Our winds are west at 10 miles per hour. 50 degrees. We are going up to 56 this afternoon with sunny skies. Mind the wind, though. It'll be the real feels will be in the 30s and low 40s all day long. Our thought for today is from D.H. Lawrence, an English author, born in 1885 and died in 1930. Our thought for today is, I want to live my life so that my nights are not full of regrets. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is. Wednesday, March the 4th, 2020. That is the update on this Wednesday. I'm Brandon Jill, and we appreciate you joining us. Hoping your news is good news. For all of us here at WKRB, make sure you get out there and enjoy the beautiful sunshine, but carry around the sweater with you because of the wind. And honey, make sure you DVR that Nick Willendez special. I can't wait to see what he does in front of that wire on live television. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day, everyone. I'll see you back here tomorrow.